Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer, and this is going to be a solo episode. I'm going to name this episode, Everything is So Meta, because that's exactly how it feels. In case you missed it, the big news is Facebook is now called Meta, and that is so meta. In case you're wondering what exactly does meta mean, it It's actually a prefix and it can mean after or beyond to operate at a higher level or change. So it's interesting and I wonder how much it costs to buy the domain meta.com. It's so interesting also that within just a few days that if you look at, if you Google meta Facebook, that Google already has the knowledge panel all updated with meta logo and all of the meta information. So things happen quickly on the internet, a lot quicker than they did 10 years ago. So I decided to hang out a little bit last night on um, Facebook Horizon, and I was checking out the plaza. So if you haven't experienced it before, you'll need to get an Oculus headset, and that's a VR headset. And it's definitely worth checking out. And obviously, Facebook is investing billions, billions a year to kind of take over this, this whole term meta, they're probably going to be a fraction of the metaverse when everything is said and done, but they are definitely making a heavy investment and worth checking out. So if you haven't already, invest in a headset, invest in some smart glasses and start exploring. So anyway, I was hanging out in what's called the plaza. I was taking selfies and wondering who I can actually get to help me build my first world. So you can be a creator in Facebook Horizon and you can build a world. And my friend Nava Berg, who's actually been a guest a couple times, she's built several worlds in Horizon. So it's a little intimidating and I'm definitely dedicated and determined to build my first world. And I'll let you know when that happens. But I was just experimenting and trying out the new emoticons and taking selfies and meeting people, which was kind of cool. And it's it's really a 3D experience. It's very immersive. It's much different than being on a Zoom call with somebody. And, you know, if you're a brand of any size, virtual worlds is going to be something that I'm going to equate to almost like having a website. So every brand, every business has a website today. I believe that every brand business will have its own virtual world. So it's kind of cool. It's a little bit surreal. It's still pretty clunky. It's definitely not perfect, but hey, another $10 billion should do the trick from Facebook. So we'll see where it is in the next two to three or six months. But it's kind of interesting because I just was thinking to myself, so Mark Zuckerberg, you know, and his wife, Priscilla, they have actually two girls that are around four and five years old. And I was reading up on this a little bit, and there was something that Priscilla was bragging about that Mark actually is very hands-on dad, and he has been coding with his daughter since she turned three. So great. I think that's awesome. I think that's, you know, definitely, you know, something that is a good, you know, talent to have, but it just made me wonder, like all these announcements with the metaverse and these reports coming out about Instagram and depression and anxiety with teenage girls. I'm just wondering what will Mark and Priscilla think of Facebook and Instagram when their kids are teenagers and they're having this impact that we're all going through. If you have a teenager, you know what it's like to see the impact of how social media can hijack and take down and, you know, cause depression and anxiety. 
So what will happen now with the metaverse and now that we're going from computers and smartphones to headsets and being in VR and virtual reality for hours a day, whether you're at work or gaming or just doing something socializing. So it's just interesting. We're going through a very interesting transition right now. So I wanted to also talk about a couple other things besides all of the meta hype. And it's really funny that I barely ever talk about this in any of my episodes, but I know I shared that I um, resigned from all of my clients earlier this year, and I actually have no clients for the first time ever. I think the agency model and for public relations and advertising and digital marketing is broken, and I refuse to be part of it any longer. So I began creating a course called Modern PR Secrets, where I can take everything that I've that I've kind of curated and learned over the past 10 or 15 years watching public relations be transitioned from web 1.0 to web 2.0 to now we're going into web 3.0. So my course, Modern PR Secrets, is I'm going to say launching and kind of secretly available at buyerpr.com. And it's kind of at an insider offering of $6.99. That's going to be the lowest price ever. So I wanted to let all of my listeners know that first. Everyone tells me that it's drastically low, but it's going to have seven modules. I have five of them complete now, and the other two are going to be finished this month. And module seven is actually going to be focused on the PR avatar of the present and future as well as all of my PR action pack insights to get the most out of earned media. Because if you um, know me, you know that I'm a big believer and very passionate about earned media and taking advantage of getting the earned media and social proof across all channels using social media and SEO and now the metaverse. So I say stop paying stupid agency fees from people that spend an hour a day writing emails and reports and annoying the journalist. And why not just learn how to level up and <clears throat> either do it yourself or know enough to give direction to the professionals that you're hiring. If you are listening to this and you're an entrepreneur, I highly recommend this course for you to learn how you can influence public relations for your brand. If you are a PR professional, my course will help you level up. If you are a PR agency owner and you might have a team working for you that you want to get up to speed and have a competitive advantage over the other traditional PR agencies, which I'm going to say 99% of them do not integrate SEO and social media and now the metaverse into their PR strategy, this will give you an opportunity to bring your team up to speed and level up your competition. It's also great for coaches and authors. And if you recently graduated with a degree in PR or marketing, I think it's a great fit too. So shameless plug for Modern PR Secrets available at buyerpr.com. The other thing I wanted to share that I don't think I've talked about, if at all, is my passion project that I started a couple of years ago. And it's called Female Disruptors. I started this and launched it on International Women's Day. And it, I was inspired during the whole Me Too movement because it really annoyed me and frustrated me that women are still in this state of inequality and we are constantly having to 
work harder for less. So I wanted to create a publication that would spotlight women who are disrupting in their field or their industry. And I've been featuring different females over the past two years. And now this is kind of my dream. I'm going to be hosting a uh, virtual summit, female disruptors virtual summit in January. So I've invited a really impressive um, list of speakers who have all been female disruptors interviewees in the past. And they're going to be sharing how they got to where they are and giving you all the tips. If you're interested in attending, please go to femaledisruptors.com. I would love to have you and share this event with you. And I'm also um, definitely interested in anybody who might be um, a good fit to be interviewed, or if you're interested in supporting or sponsoring female disruptors, I would really appreciate that too. So message me and check it out. Next up on my mind and to your ears, after I finish my course, Modern PR Secrets, I have an outline that I've started that is a course that is titled Parents Survival Guide to Teens and Young Adults Post-Pandemic. And let me tell you, the struggle is real, especially for 13 to 25-year-olds. They have been hit the hardest for, from this pandemic. And parents have too, and women have too. Everybody has in their own way. But parents need to be aware of what's happening. And suicide is the second highest cause of death um, among teens. And the numbers are continuing to rise. And there's this term called suicide ideation that I was not familiar with until recently. And it's a thing. And we all need to open our eyes and hearts to making a change and reversing the numbers when it comes to teens and young adults. So, you know, I have a teenager, a 19 year old, and I have two young adults and I have a lot of friends in my friend groups, whether it's work related or social that are really, really struggling with helping their teenagers and their young adults get through this very, very difficult time. So if that sounds familiar, then I'm going to go ahead and put the link in the show notes and I will update you as soon as that course launches. And then lastly, I just want to talk about something that has been really annoying me lately. And it's what I'm calling follow-up harassment or customer service harassment. And it's really great. Technology has come a long way and we have messaging, we have SMS, we have email follow-up and people also get a, you know, a hold of our, our mobile numbers and, you know, spam us. So what I, what I just want to send out a reminder to the universe is that sales, marketing, and customer service, they need to get this reminder that we are never going to pre-pandemic times and that the follow-up tactic tactics that are super aggressive, the tone, the frequency, and the style, you might need to audit that and give it a little bit of a makeover because people are more sensitive, toxic, and get triggered. And most people that I know are on overload. And we don't need five reminders about a meeting. We don't need so many text messages about a webinar or about some sort of an event or or whatever delivery. And if we don't answer or we're not there and we don't show up, then that's on us. But it might mean that we're just not having a good day. It might mean that, yes, it's in our calendar and we know about it and we don't need 10 reminders. Maybe something hijacked us and we just don't have the bandwidth to answer. But 
I, I'm just like kind of putting it out there that I've noticed a lot that this is happening with brands that they're take, definitely taking advantage of the opportunity of technology and how follow-up is easier than ever from so many different directions, but that's a good and bad thing. And <clears throat> excessive and aggressive follow-up can be intrusive and distracting. And coming from a public relations mindset, I've always been super sensitive to journalists because journalists are always on deadline and you're always trying to kind of walk the dance where you don't want to be annoying with your follow-up. And you also want to make sure that, you know, you're doing your job, but excessive and aggressive follow-up can be intrusive and distracting and everything becomes a blur. So I get this from B2B companies. I see it every day. You know, I download an ebook. I also see it from B2C companies like my dentist, my hair salon, potential partners, collaborators, and even I get cold calls. So yes, I realize that you're doing your job or trying to secure a time slot or not lose business. But at the same time, I think there needs to be a balance. And from a public relations perspective, if this sounds like you know your brand or you feel this on your end, I just think it's time that we give an audit to the tactics that we're using for sales follow-up and appointment follow-up and don't be one of those brands that are guilty of customer harassment. And I just want to share this email subject line from someone who I really actually admire and respect and, you know, didn't mean to miss, I think I missed maybe an appointment or I had to cancel and I never rescheduled and this person followed up with me maybe and I didn't answer. So I get this message on Friday that the subject line said, Lisa, permission to close your file. And I just thought that was like super rude. And I was really put off by it and triggered. And I answered the person and tried to explain that just because I didn't answer, that didn't mean that I didn't care. And I really like permission to close my file. Like, what is that? I don't even get it. But I just want to just put that out there. Remember that you don't know what's happening on the other end of somebody's email or text message. You never know. And be sensitive, spread out the follow-up. And if people don't respond, maybe there's a reason. One more thing. This is kind of in the same category, but it's policies. And if it's your policies of your agreement or policies with your patients, but policies that put profit first. For example, Facebook is notorious for putting profit first, so meta, but I'm going to give you an example. When a psychiatrist who treats teens has a 48-hour cancellation policy, that means no refunds, no no rescheduling, no, no excuses, you kind of start to question humanity. And I believe that this is an example of putting profits over patients. So these same doctors that we're talking about who are treating teens, who are going through the hardest time out of everybody during this pandemic. So these same doctors are advocating for accommodations. And that means that they're recommending to schools and universities that teens are going through such a hard time that they need extra time on tests or excused absences for having a bad day or being sick. So it's just as ironic that if the teen patient wakes up sick, there are psychiatrists out there and probably therapists too that have this no flexibility in rescheduling and doctors are penalizing the patients 
because they don't want to lose the unbillable hour. And there's a lot of doctors today that are these VIP, concierge, cash-only doctors. And I just think, you know, that the system seems broken. And if you're in the healthcare industry, if you are in the self-care industry and you have these very, very rigid policies, like maybe you need to re-examine yourself, you know, with this particular psychiatrist that I'm talking about that I had the experience, their answer was, oh, there's Zoom calls. If you're sick, you can just do a Zoom call. You know, if you're sick and you're really not up to like talking to a psychiatrist or going to a telehealth appointment, does that really make sense? So again, I'm just going back to everyone needs to be a little bit more patient and less rigid and understand that we are living in different realities with unprecedented challenges. And maybe the psychiatrist needs to actually see the therapist. And let's just go back to Mark Zuckerberg for a second. So check out his interview with Matthew Ball. I thought it was interesting. It's actually on Facebook, on Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook page, and it took place on Friday. But I thought it was interesting how Mark seemed to fan over Matthew Ball, who is a VC angel investor, and he's writing a book called The Metaverse, but he also published a couple articles, the framework for the metaverse, which I've covered on my 21 Things newsletter. But it was interesting to hear Mark and Matthew talk on this interview, and Mark was kind of fanning over Matthew Ball and endorsing his book, yet Matthew seemed pretty unfazed and unimpressed by Mark's metaverse, I'm just going to call it propaganda. And in my opinion, Mark really never gave a straight answer to anything in the discussion. And Matthew was straight up and, you know, awesome during it. So check out the interview. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. So thanks for tuning in to today's solo episode. I'm off to Chicago this week to visit my family. Message me if you're interested um, in my Modern PR Secrets course. It's available at buyerpr.com. Check out femaledisruptors.com. This is my shameless shameless plug again. Or if you are a parent with teens or young adults, I'll put links in the show notes for resources and an event that I'm actually going to be speaking at in December. So with that, I say namaste and have a wonderful day, week, and month.